the word of righteousness. The dawn of victory. The highway of holiness. The tree of life. Olive tree evergreen. Surrounded by evergreen trees, which are fountains of wisdom. The olive tree evergreen. Jesus Christ, 33 years old at the day of his death, his resurrection, and his ascension. Tree of life, fountain of righteousness, the highway of holiness, surrounded by many evergreens of wisdom, fountains of wisdom. As we dive in to study your word of righteousness, Heavenly Father, we take all of the burdens and the cares of the people, all of our cares, we cast them upon your Son, Jesus, we cast our cares, and we cast our crowns at your feet. For you are worthy, and only you are worthy to open up the seal. Open the scroll and break the seals. To break off the sevenfold abominations. The mark of the beast nature that wars within us, the intruder of sin, the serpent in the garden, who deceived our soul, that led even our spirit man into a greater sin. There is the archangel who is over those who sin in the spirit, having discovered your spirit having discovered the mysteries it is those who have tasted of the power of the age to come that if they go apostate there is no longer any sacrifice for them but those who go astray in the soul in deception there is repentance there is sacrifice The reverse of the curse requires the renewal of the spirit mind, the renewal and the salvation of your soul, and for transfiguration, 
the renewal, the restoration, the resurrection, and the ascension of your flesh and bones. It is written that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But it was the resurrected Christ who showed them his flesh and bone. That is why it is written, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. At the dawn of time. From sunrise to sunset. All the ways of the Lord are what? His way is perfect. His way is righteous. His way is the pathway of peace upon which your feet will not stumble or slip. As the angels, the hosts, and the stars guide you by their divine commission from the Lord of hosts, the Lord of spirits, to keep your foot from stumbling as you walk in the pathway of peace, the highway of holiness, where there is no wicked thing, not in an under the sun excuse of saying I'm on the highway of holiness so there can't be any wicked thing and that's that becomes an excuse for the subtle beast nature of the serpent that is more subtle than any other beast in the field in the field but not in the sky the dove is more subtle and altogether pure and altogether lovely more subtle than said serpent flesh that is why the ways of the serpent from the perspective of the dove are an open book before which no sin can hide. Perspective of light, holy, pure light, blazing through our souls, bone, marrow, blood, at the sound of my voice. release the atmosphere of heaven into your homes into your workplace into your vehicles into your mind into your heart into your spirit into your bone and marrow and let these words today divide even between bone and marrow a bone marrow transplant we decree for you today and whatever day whatever time whatever hour you listen to this word however many times you replay this video let angels go forth every time this word is played or replayed for bone marrow surgery bone marrow transplant 
the Lord Jesus Christ by the seven spirits of God. Jesus Christ, the one who came in the flesh, who died for the sins of the world, who was buried and resurrected on the third day, who ascended beyond the highest heavens. Thank you, Father. Let our hearts and our minds and our spirit and even our mental attitude and the positioning of our heart be humble before you today. Let our actions and our thoughts, our attitudes, our deeds, our words would glorify you, Heavenly Father. In our people, let there be no guile, no waywardness, no other cup but the cup of the new covenant, no other bread but the bread of righteousness, the table of Melchizedek and no other table, Jesus Christ, Son of God, the Son of Righteousness. Romans 4, seal of righteousness, circumcision of heart, sun and a shield, the sword of the word of the sun of righteousness, sun seal of righteousness, sword piercing through your bone and marrow, dividing between thought and intention, cleansing even the impulse of your will, of your spirit, and the will of God, the Holy Spirit. Dividing between your spirit mind and the fourth mind, the mind of Christ, for perfect clarity in your life, in the lives of the people of God today. Lift up the shield of faith, the shield of holiness for an impenetrable shield, the shield of holiness, the white dove. Let the shields of the believers receive fresh oil today at the sound of my voice. Oil the shields with anointing, the anointing as it is written of the presence of God. We worship your holy presence, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May our way be perfect and pleasing to you in every way. We pray bring swift conviction in our hearts and our minds to the depth of who we are as your deep calls unto deep. Let the springs and the rains come forth now from within you. And from the heavens, let the dew of heaven drip down as you're purified by the vapor of the power of wisdom as you rise into the sun by the chariots of fire prepared for you. In the name of the Lord of hosts. When I started to write down some of my thoughts the other day about righteousness, some of the downloads started to come in. 
I wrote a few words down and then I realized that the song playing at that moment was a Sailor Moon song and the name of it was In Bright Sunlight. And so I believe that is the will of God the Father for you, that you would be the bride without spot and wrinkle, standing on the moon, clothed in the sun, wielding the shield of righteousness and the sun of righteousness, the highway of holiness, surrounded by many, many fountains, fountains of wisdom, The son of righteousness is a sword and a shield. Proverbs 13, righteousness is a shield. A son and a shield. Proverbs 13.6 Righteousness is like a shield of protection, guarding those who keep their integrity. But sin is the downfall of the wicked. Righteousness is like a shield of protection. And now it's time for the arts and crafts portion. Oh yes. Righteousness, the dawn of victory. The Lord your God is a sun and a shield. We'll take a look at this picture here. This is the constellation Orion. I took a snapshot of this on my phone through an app you can look at the constellations and it just so happened at this particular moment when the spirit told me to grab my phone and take a look at Orion right where his sword was appeared the Sun and I heard him say the Lord is a Sun and a shield the Sun of righteousness the sword the revolution of the luminaries, it is written, is what produces the lightning. The lightning sword of God coming out of the... It's the living word. He is the light. John the Baptist, the spirit of Elijah, testified that Jesus Christ was the light. Sun and a shield. Mm. Mm. Oh. And we have now a picture here made for you. To understand 
righteousness and elevations will go into the word the spirit and the word the spirit and the bride say come and drink at the fountain of is it pure crystal clear living water saw this picture in a vision to share for you to help us understand what this world is what this pathway is for a clear picture so you can see it this is what it looks like here in the earth we have some 30 some 60 and 100 30 60 and 100 fold under the Sun Christianity in the earth dimension and that was the maximum of the church age. 30, 60, and a hundredfold. And what of some saints? Well, just as I was reading, even, even the obscure mystics, such as Teresa of Avila, who was a levitating saint, when she spoke about the castle that we're in now, as a, corporately as a group, the Onyx Castle, that mansion, even as she began to describe it in the first chapter of her book, which was written starting on the day of my birthday, and was finished, we're almost to that date, on November 29th. And as she began to write this chapter of the Onyx Castle, she confessed that she had not yet experienced this castle. But God had given her the grace and the vision to write about it for the sake and the benefit of the believers. Here we are. 30, 60, and 100. And all those words, you can look on Facebook and do your research. Watch the older videos if you want. Go more into depth on the thousandfold where it's written in the Word of God, in the Bible, and then also in the Book of Enoch. But if you followed along this far, you understand a thousandfold is only in the sun you see as you rise up through the fountain of righteousness to the tree of life you enter in through the roots of David the river the Elijah the river prophet it takes you up through the tree so you're standing on the moon clothed in the Sun once you're in the Sun those are the 12 portals of the chariot of the Sun that we talked about last time. An overcomer. You overcome the world. How? How did they overcome? It is written. Come on, somebody say it. And they overcame by. You can put it in the comments. I know you know the verse. And if not, Google it. <laughs> it's good, you have to do some homework. Homework in the glory is glorious and wonderful. Thousandfold in the sun, standing on the moon. And then what is all this going on up here? What, what's, what's all this? There's no cap here. This isn't capped off church building made by Freemasons, Christianity run by Jezebel. This is cosmic 
righteousness. That's what the thousandfold realm is. Here, let's go ahead and write it out. Under the sun, not one is righteous. No one seeks God. Their thoughts are continually evil, even with the appearance of good. Apart from being in the sun, being raised up into the sun, there is no righteous. Righteousness is cosmic by default. Every righteous man Whoever walked into the power of the Son by the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament coming upon them, a righteous man, Abraham the father of faith, Lot a righteous man, it always involves, not Lot, <laughs> sorry, okay, now he can get his, he said it was righteous, Abraham said it, it's fine, I'm still a little judgmental towards Lot, it's fine, he's a righteous man. I'm sorry. We're still getting refined, you know. If there's just one righteous man, we'll send in a crew of angels and take him out. <laughs> it's okay. Hey. Abraham, Job. When you read the book of Job, there's always the constellations involved. Why? Because he was a righteous man. Moses, a righteous man. He became the son in his generation. He became God to Pharaoh. God said, I have made you God to Pharaoh, to Moses. And I've made Aaron prophet. The sun, the bridegroom's chambers. Chariot of fire. The place where you'll awake, awake, arise, and ascend, and take your place. Through the purification of your soul, your mind, circumcision of the heart, circumcision of the mind, and even a separation in your spirit, man, separating between what is your spirit and what is the spirit of God. There's always that separation. There's always that test of separation before full union. Mm. Righteousness. And above the sun here. There is also the 30, the 60, and the 100 fold of the return harvest of the seed line of Christ. It's how much fruit you bear. Thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold 
30, 60, and 100 under the sun. 30, 60, and 100 over the sun. Divine math. You could use a larger digits over the sun, but for the purposes. An intense of the spirit to teach righteousness. We'll use those numbers. And what is that thousand fold up the top? What is that? What is a thousand fold up here? Versus a thousand fold here. What is that white bright light shining? If you look at the moon in the night sky, it's a living parable because even in the dullness of our human nature, we can see clearly that the moon reflects the light of the sun. Just as the moon reflects the light of the sun, so the sun reflect is reflecting something. The parable of the sun and the moon is the means by which we understand, or we come to understand, by the Holy Spirit of Wisdom and the Holy Spirit of Knowledge. That just as the moon reflects the light of the sun, so the sun reflects the light of the Father. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. The lightning pathway with his body standing on the earth and he lifted his head and he prayed and he saw the father through the lightning pathway. The light of the Father. He is the Father of lights. The source of all light. Jesus Christ, His one and only begotten Son, the Son of Righteousness. Jesus Christ is not the natural sun you see shining in the sky. But what is the, the story, the luminaries, the heavens that declare His glory is written. He has given us everything to consider in the natural dimension from considering the way of the ant to considering the way of the sun, moon, and stars so that you can learn wisdom so that you can know his ways because in order to know the father we learn his ways as we grow or refine and we learn and we rise we learn his ways Jesus Christ is the way. It's getting to know Jesus. 
It gives us the spirit of truth that leads us into all truth. Brightness of the Father, reflected from the other dimension through the sun and the stars. They reflect Him. And you're going to learn to reflect Him. We're going to learn to be a partaker of the divine nature. by pure, undeserved grace. Pathway of righteousness. Mm -hmm. The way, the truth, and the life. The path from faith to power. From life-giving faith to the power of living by faith. Since this is the word of faith, well, let's jump in. So now that you have an introductory understanding, and maybe you've been following along for some time, and you have some understanding, maybe you're desiring righteousness, maybe you've been in the sun, or you've been in the sun of righteousness, maybe you've just begun to practice righteousness for a few weeks, a month, a few months, maybe today's your day to rise into the sun. Maybe it's in the coming months, in the coming years. Whatever it is at your appointed time, and I speak this over to you, that you will not miss your time. Your rising and your brightness will come at your appointed time in Jesus' name. Because those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled, it is written. And it's not going to take you as long as those who came before you, because this is a generation rising of true mothers and fathers. You see, it's the false mothers and the false fathers who have said and spread this degenerative lie. of pure pride and hatred that devours the children. They sacrifice their children, their spiritual children, on altars to demons. Out of the bitterness of their souls from having drunk wormwood, whether terrestrially or celestially, by enforcing the thought and the idea and the demonic opinion that their spiritual children have to go through all the years and all the suffering that they had to go through, and it's spoken out of the bitterness of the heart. Oh, yes. And that is why many, and maybe even, maybe even, you know, some of you watching, maybe you've experienced this. You try to learn, you go to grow and, and glow. But there's always been a cap. There's always been someone saying, no, you can't. You're too young. You're too dumb. You're too inexperienced. You have no wisdom. You're just a baby. You don't know anything. What do you know? Oh. <laughs> 
there's no limits. Chase after purity, whether you're 75, 95, 50 years old, 12 years old, 10 years old, 1 year old. You go for the purity of the Lamb of God. Relentlessly. Relentlessly seeking truth in His Word. Ask and it will be given to you. People say, well, what if I can read the Word and never grow? Just ask. Ask with a pure heart. Ask with a true heart. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, seek and you will find. Knock. Keep on knocking. Even evil fathers give good gifts. Even evil fathers give good gifts of the laying on of hands and miracles and healing and <laughs> baptism of the Holy Spirit. How much more your Father in heaven? If you ask him for a fish, will he give you a snake? If you ask him for bread, will he give you a stone? If you ask him for revelation bread, manna, will he give you out of the stony places of the mind and heart of fallen flesh and blood? No. It's your time to rise. That's what we're here for. To make straight the way of the Lord. That you can walk on it. And what about me? Me? I'm just like you. Maybe different substance making me up now, but I started. almost no wisdom, no experience, almost no help, no money, no nothing, no mentors, no church, no Bible school, no time, not a lot of love. And I know that's the same for a lot of people who are probably going to watch this. So I want to encourage you with that. Don't let any of that stop you. You can do it. I remember days where there was only five minutes. Five minutes was all I had. Use that five minutes. It's enough. Whatever you have right now in terms of time and money, you start today, what you have now is enough. Be faithful with that five minutes. Be faithful with that five dollars. Be faithful with the tithe and the offering. Be faithful with your time, your commitment, your conversations. And whenever you fall, quickly repent and just keep going. This is the way. And no one can stop you. No one can tell you no. They might say it, but you don't have to listen to that. Just do it. Don't go and have to announce it to everyone. Online, this is what I know, this is what I'm going to do. Just do it. To be honest, you're better off starting out in secret. Because everyone around you will try to pull you down, so... You start it, you do it, 
this is the way. Start your journey, get faithful, and then God will unveil you at the appointed time. You can do it. Romans. Grace and glory. Paul, a loving and royal, a loyal and royal servant of the anointed one, Jesus. He called me to be his apostle and set me apart. With a mission to reveal God's wonderful gospel. I write this letter to all his beloved chosen ones in Rome, for you have been divinely summoned to be holy in his eyes. May his joyous grace and total well-being flowing from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ rest upon you. My commission is to preach the good news, yet it is not entirely new, but the fulfillment of the hope promised to us through many prophecies found in the sacred scriptures. For the gospel is all about God's Son. As a man, he descended from David's royal lineage, but as the mighty Son of God. He was raised from the dead and miraculously set apart with a display of triumphant power supplied by the Spirit of Holiness. And now Jesus is our Lord and Messiah. Through Him, a joy-producing grace cascaded into us, empowering us with the gift of apostleship so that we can win people from every nation to put a faithful commitment to Jesus. Let's change our verbiage, right? We don't need just relationship, relationship. I mean, look at the status of relationships in this country right now and in the world. You don't need a casual relationship with God. You need a faithful commitment to Jesus. Commitment. Faithful commitment. Because everyone from Gen X to Gen Z right now, and the millennials in between, but for the most part, don't know what commitment even means. So we're just going to start with the basic Webster's Dictionary. And let this be a new start for your whole generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Commitment. The state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. For example, the company's commitment to quality, dedication, devotion, allegiance, loyalty, faithfulness, fidelity. It also means, and listen to this, this is commitment, an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Oh, oh no, not my freedom. Ah! Christ came to set us free. I can do what I want. Calm down. No one's taking away your freedom. <gasps> commitment. We live in a commitment-phobic generation. It's a wicked generation. Look at the relationships in this world. Where is the commitment? Unless it's just for show. Where is the devotion? 
What is it that commitment means, an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action? This is what the Lord told me last year. He said, you know, you have freedom to do what you want, but not everything is beneficial. And he also said, true love doesn't do everything that it could do with the freedom it has for the sake of love. It doesn't do everything that it could do for the sake of love. Oh, yes. Similar words here. Responsibility. Obligation. I can just feel them. Oh, no. <laughs> Duty. Tie. Charge. Liability. Responsibility. To win people from every nation into a faithful commitment to Jesus. Let's start by winning ourselves into a faithful commitment to Jesus. Because if you're not in a faithful commitment to Jesus, there's no way you can win souls. Because he who is wise wins souls. Only those who stand in the sun can bring people into the sun. Commitment. God gave man free will. There are those who have taken that free will and sacrificed it. Some sacrifice to religious demon. Some sacrifice it to the false freedom of rebellion. That's just demon sacrifice. But there are some who take that free will from God and sacrifice it on the altar of love and say, not my will, but your will be done. In fact, I don't even want to have the possibility of the ability to have any will separate from yours. I want to be like the angels who'd carry out your will faithfully. Oh, well, what about my rest and my desires? Look at the luminaries. Unto them is their thanksgiving rest. And he'll give you rest. You enter his rest. But what we have heard from Babylon the Great in black and white sorcery, what is touted in this world as commitment and obligation is done so in a way by the fallen angels so that you'll be afraid of commitment. Because why are you afraid of commitment? You've been burned. Why not commit to giving? Why not commit to living a holy life? Why not commit to restricting the freedoms of what you could do to instead do the things that you ought to do? For the sake of love. If you love God, you obey his commands. Love is obedience to God. Oh, yes. Anywhere that any of these words fall and touch an area of the heart that find offense or start to project or try to fault find or go on the defense that feel hurt or attacked, that's a wounded area and it's an area that needs healing because the only true freedom in this world is the freedom of walking in the perfect will of God the Father and that's what we want. That's what I want. 
I believe that's what you want to, so we're speaking that over you today. Amen. And it's more fun. Sacrificing your will and your freedom, your freedom to sin. Ooh. That's what we want to do. Because then we'll step into the true freedom of the highway of holiness. Where that narrow gate and that narrow way in that river becomes a wide open space. And that's where we want you to go. Amen. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. To bring honor to his name. And you are among the chosen ones who received the call to belong to Jesus, the anointed one. Paul's desire to visit Rome, I give thanks to God for all of you. Because it's through your conversion of Jesus Christ, the, te the testimony of your strong, persistent faith is spreading throughout the world. And God knows that I pray for you continually and at all times, for I passionately serve and worship him with my spirit and the gospel of his son. My desire and constant prayer is that I would be able to come and visit you according to the plan and timing of God. I yearn to come and be face to face with you and get to know you. For I long to impart to you the gift of the Spirit that will empower you to stand strong in your faith. Now this means that when we come together and are side by side, something wonderful will be released. We can expect to be co-encouraged and co-comforted by each other's faith. So my dear brothers and sisters, please don't interpret my failure to visit you as an indifference because many times I've intended to come but have not been released to do so up to now. For I long to enjoy a harvest of spiritual fruit among you like I've expected, like I've experienced among the nations. Love obligates. Oh, what was that? Commitment, an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Love obligates me to preach to everyone, to those who are among the elite and to those who are among the outcasts, to those who are wise and educated as well as to those who are foolish and unlearned. This is why I am so excited about coming to preach the wonderful message of Jesus to you in Rome. Love Slave of Christ Set my seal fire upon your heart. A prisoner of love. You see, the satanic order of Melchizedek deception is that the select few rise and become a priesthood and they have freedom and can do whatever they want and then they enslave others as the love slaves who are the maybe the unlearned or the less perfect. The underlings. <laughs> the Nicolaitan spirit. Our ultimate goal is to be a love slave of Christ. To live in that love of the Father that obligates us to carry out His will. Walking in the freedom to do it. And it becomes a wide open space. Freedom that we cannot yet even fathom, think of, or imagine in our current state. Where our minds are renewed currently. But just because we can't fathom it yet doesn't mean 
that we can't trust. Look at where God has taken you so far. Look at all the times and the days that he's saved you from troubles and trials. Look at all the ways he's saved your life and helped you up until now. He's been faithful. Even when you've made mistakes that should have cost you a lot more than it cost you. You're here, you're alive, and he's been faithful. He's always been good. And you know now, at your walk with him, that you can trust him. So even if we can't fathom it here, or we feel wrongly about it here, or even our own revelation in our spirit mind, I have revelation, <laughs> you can trust him. His way is higher than our ways. His thoughts, even of his spirit, are higher than our thoughts of our spirit. We're like, even the spirits of the righteous in this day and this time, we're like baby angels. Right, that's the thing is, the transfiguration of our spirit into the spirit of the righteous, which is an angel-like form. It looks like cherubim covering wing uh, angels. We have more to go and more to transform and more to grow in spirit and in truth in our spirit, through our soul and our blood and our bones and our mind to be burnt up. As we are transformed by the word of God and the spirit, by the cup of the new covenant and the manna that came down from heaven, which is the Shekinah flesh of Jesus. We have more pictures coming soon, don't worry. We're doing... You hang in there. You're getting good at studying. If you need to, just take a nice deep inhale of the living God, the substance that comes out of your hands. Why is it that people drink like this and they inhale things and they touch, you know, with their hands, the laying out of hands. It's the water temple. It's your inner plumbing. That's why it's written in the word they lay on the hands and pray for people. Because as the glory out of your belly flows rivers of living water, but of this they spoke of the Holy Spirit, that spirit essence, that substance coming out more and more, it usually first starts coming out of the hands. And God made it that way on purpose, for the laying on of hands, for healing, impartation of gifts. And so when it starts to stream out, if you're a seer, you can see it coming out. Like if you hold your hand, and you look at the airspace just outside of your hand, You can see it coming out. It's the river of life. It's coming out of your hand. That's why if you've seen people or if you've been someone who's practiced healing others, they say, you just lay your hands on and pray and do it again and again until it starts to flow. When you buy a brand new pump from the hardware store, you know how you set it up with the water and you got to get it going. Once it's going, it's a continual water stream. 
Unless you throw like a rock in there or cut the power supply off or something horrible happens. Then there's grace and you can kind of get it, get a new one and get it flowing again. That connection. So one of the things I noticed as a seer is that when I first found the drunken glory and all the toking the ghost and inhaling it in your nose and in your mouth, that that substance that comes out of my hands, if you breathe it in, it encourages that pump to keep going. But you kind of defeat the purpose of it if you get into your head and you start worrying and wondering about what you should and shouldn't do. Well, what are we doing now? Are we are we doing this? Are we not doing this? Am I doing this? Just calm yourself down. Breathe in. Wusa. Travel to heaven. Enjoy the river of life. Once that pump is going and it's starting to come out of your hands and then it gets to a point where it's always coming out continually. It starts to come out everywhere. It flows out from your belly like this, out through your hands like a spout, your fingers. It starts to come up out of your head, out of your chest. And then that whole if you see that whole picture of your diagram from head to toe, you have that fountain. And some of it goes out and sprays around, and some of it, autom once you get the automatic feedback loop working, to re-extra charge it up, you put your hand on your belly. But eventually, once it's really going, and you have the continual feedback loop, it automatically loops back into source, and some of it to source, and some of it goes out. So, like that donut shape of energy. Peter walked in this. His was his splash zone was so great that if people were around him and his even his shadow touched them, they were healed because of that phenomenon working so great in him. So that's a good goal to have. Keep those pumps going. Feed your spirit the word of God. That's good. Somebody must have needed to hear that. Here it is. I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God's liberating power. Unleashed in us through Christ. For I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved. The Jew first, and then people everywhere. This gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness. This gospel. The Apostle Paul 
What did Paul say about this gospel in Galatians? He said, listen to this. I want you to know, brothers, that the gospel I preached is not something that man made up. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Paul the twelfth apostle received the gospel this gospel not from any man but from revelation from Jesus what does he call this here? this gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness perfect righteousness given to us when we believe and it moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith this is what the scripture means when it says we are right with God through life giving faith when we believe when we we feast on the word we read the word of god and we ask and we pray until we actually start to believe and there's a point that comes in believing in that continual revelation of god's righteousness that springs up the fountain of righteousness that's what moves you from receiving just from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. This is the path we're on. From faith mm -hmm. from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. It's the ascension. Now it's picture time. I made this picture for you. There's a lot there to take in. Go ahead and just take a look. We had a lot of fun making this for you today. The fountain of righteousness, the tree of life, surrounded by many fountains of wisdom. The river that became a fountain that became the sun, Esther. The mountain of transfiguration, transfiguration for the soul. How did Jesus Christ make a pathway for the transfiguration of the soul of his bride? He took on flesh. He was crucified before the foundations of the earth. And he was crucified in the earth on a tree. For the forgiveness of sins of you and me. Drink and be drunk on love. 
true love. Love obligates me to preach. Bringing you into a faithful commitment to Jesus. Bringing many into a faithful commitment to Jesus. That's the faith. The way, the truth, the life. That is the power of living by faith. Faith. From faith to faith. From receiving life, the river of life, by faith. And grafting you into the tree, the roots of David. Raising you up in the fountain. Wisdom hemming you in and guarding you and protecting you from falling away. Guiding you back in whenever you lose your way. The bride in Song of Songs asking if I ever lose track of you. <laughs> if I ever lose sight of you, how can I find you? Just go over to where... Where my people are feasting. Where I feed my sheep. Amen. Seven spirits of God, the river of life within your belly, of the earthen vessel. The seed goes into the earth to die, and then it sprouts, and it breaks forth through the surface. And the smallest seed became the tallest tree, even a mustard seed of faith. All the way into the sun, practicing righteousness, the luminaries and their hosts, the wine and the bread, the terrestrial and the celestial sphere, on earth as it is in heaven. Well, let's take the second heaven so that it'll be on earth as it is in the third heaven, as the will of God in the third heaven blazes through the second heavens through flesh and blood of man man and woman he gave dominion of the garden flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom but flesh and bone Jesus said after his resurrection our spirits do not have flesh and bone as I do take a look but he didn't have natural fallen Nile human blood gushing out of his holes in his hands he was transfigured take my bones into Zion he didn't say make sure you collect my congealed Nile River blood in a satchel in some kind of necromancy ritual no was a word for you. I'm just kidding. It's wonderful. Becoming a portal of the third heaven. Moses and Elijah. 
another way to look at it? Mount Zion, the mountain of transfiguration. A lightning tree with its branches flashing with glory, splendor, light coming from the light of the Father of Lights and the Son of Righteousness, rising in your heart with healing as beams and wings. Selah. Okay, you'll like this. This is another thing he wanted us to read tonight. This is Proverbs in the Passion. Living in Righteousness. Oh, here we go. Are you ready for the sword? I'm going to let it pierce my heart. Let it pierce through yours. Remember, put it on our helmet of salvation. So, anything that resembles in our thoughts or our feelings or the thoughts in the intents of our heart or in our spirit mind to start to think of others and their problems and accuse them let's put our safety helmets of salvation on now okay so we don't crash and burn and fall off the mountain anyone if you think of someone and start to accuse them as we read about this release them in forgiveness and realize that's the hypocrisy and the self-nature we crucify that because even Jesus had every right to be mad at the people who realistically hurt him a lot, a lot more than we've been hurt. And he said, what did he say? Forgive them, Father, for they... That's right, they know not what they do. Good job. You know that one. Okay. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So we just have to assess ourselves. So as we go through this, anywhere where it's easier to see other people's faults, remember the reason why we're looking at them is that self-deflection because we're trying to avoid looking at our own self. So let it cut through me and you, and so we can go... We can go higher tonight as a body and the sordid shield of righteousness so we can lift up the shield and protect one another and protect the body tonight because that's more important than our own personal pride and to raise the standards so we can get those floods going it's already raining living in righteousness to set high standards for someone else and then not live up to them yourself is something that God truly hates. But it pleases him when we apply the right standards of measurement. Remember the cords of righteousness. When you act with presumption, convinced that you're right, don't be surprised if you fall flat on your face. 
but walking in humility helps you to make wise decisions. Integrity will lead you to success and happiness. All right. But treachery will destroy your dreams. When judgment day comes, all the wealth of the world won't help you one bit. So you'd better be rich in righteousness, for that's the only thing that can save you in death. Those with good character walk on a smooth path with no detour or deviation. But the wicked keep falling because of their own wickedness. Integrity will keep a good man from falling. But the unbeliever is trapped, held captive to his sinful desires. When an evil man dies, all hope is lost. For his misplaced confidence goes in the coffin and gets buried along with him. Lovers of God are snatched away from trouble, and the wicked show up in their place. The teachings of hypocrites can destroy you, but revelation knowledge will rescue the righteous. That's why so many people are destroyed from the church of Jezebel, because it all sounds like the right thing and the perfect thing. That's why people don't like to tithe. That's why people don't like to obey or submit to any authority because they've experienced the counterfeit in Jezebel and Freemasonry Christianity. And so you go into those churches and they're operating in the demonic, but their teachings destroy you. So I just want to speak to anyone who's been through the Church of Jezebel and has made it out, or you're on your way out. Let all the trauma of every negative experience and trying your best to obey when you didn't understand that it was bewitched and demonic and destructive towards your soul. Let all that trauma be removed from your soul and be fully healed in all areas of finance and obedience and teaching and training and all the things of God and everything that you've been through to get here this far. Let all that trauma be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Just receive that. Up until the end of this month, this is going to be a Holy Spirit righteousness intensive for you. And as we dive into these things of God, we're believing for you that you're going to be healed. Healed emotionally, healed from trauma, healed from religion, healed from bad relationships. The reason why this training in righteousness is so important, it's not just so you can say, oh, I'm in the stars, I'm in the sun and the moon, like an ego thing. The reason why the promises in the Bible don't work and don't happen for the believers on the earth is because of the lack of righteousness. 
being capped off by demon principalities. It's very limited, and God in his mercy, in his great love and his favor, he has a lot of mercy and a lot of grace to the people that are still stuck in that place, but it's limited what he can do because he listens to his word. It's the law that he spoke. He's waiting on us to rise. Jesus made the way. He is the way. Now we have to believe what he said, truly believe and practice it. And he takes us up into righteousness. If God permits, then training in righteousness. As we get trained in rigid righteousness, you'll start to notice that that's the place where the promises in the Bible start to actually happen in your life, literally. And it's an ever-increasing measure as we go through as it's written, that continual revelation of righteousness, that continual increase of righteousness through the sun, the moon, and the stars. Right, continuing that journey, take a look. As we continue to rise, as you're rising, things get better and better until you come into the sun. It might get really intense, but just stay faithful. It's that story of Joseph. He did the right thing, no matter what it cost him. No matter the persecution, persecution, lies, betrayal. He was Joseph, but he was treated like a Judas. He was Joseph, but he was treated like an enemy of, of anything that's right. And he learned wisdom, and he wasn't perfect, but God brought him into a place of power where he passed the Pharaoh through training in righteousness. In Egypt, to surpass the Pharaoh, God would have to make you at that level of sun power influence like he did for Moses to Pharaoh. Technically, Joseph was second in command, but that was only for the appearances for Pharaoh. He knew that he was a greater man than him. But Joseph was so humble, he didn't mind. That was his time and his place, and his calling and his destiny, and he knew it. So, It's not about it's not so much about where you end up in that position, but knowing what the will of the Father is, and that's the place. It's not based on knowledge about rank and position. It's about what's the perfect will of the Father for your life. And humility allows you to step into it. So we're speaking that over you today. Revelation knowledge will rescue the righteous. See, that's why if you're practicing unrighteousness or you're not stepping into righteousness yet, you're building up on that revelation knowledge. But there's not always that rescue. As long as you're continually going after it, Abide in Him and Him in you. That's the secret place of the Most High. You can go right up. 
And even if the righteous fall seven times, they get back up. The blessing that rests on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city. But shouts of joy will be heard when the wicked one dies. The blessing of favor resting upon the righteous influences a city to lift it higher. But wicked leaders tear it apart by their words. To quarrel with a neighbor is senseless. Bite your tongue, be wise, and keep quiet. You can't trust gossipers with a secret. They'll just go and blab it all. Put your confidence instead in a trusted friend, or he will be faithful to keep it in confidence. People lose their way without wise leadership. But a nation succeeds and stands in victory when it has many good counselors to guide it. The evil man will do harm when confronted by a righteous man. That's for sure. Because he hates those who await good news. A gracious, generous woman will be honored with a splendid reputation. But the woman who hates the truth lives surrounded with disgrace, and by men who are cutthroats only greedy for money. A man of kindness attracts favor, while a cruel man attracts nothing but trouble. Evil people may get a short-term gain, but to sow seeds of righteousness. Seeds of righteousness. That seed is in the word tonight. But to sow seeds of righteousness will bring a true and lasting reward. A son of righteousness experiences the abundant life. But the one who pursues evil hurries to his own death. You see, the pursuit of righteousness is going after life. And the pursuit of evil is going after death. The Lord can't stand the stubborn heart bent toward evil, but he treasures those whose ways are pure. Assault your neighbor and you will certainly be punished. But God will rescue the children of the godly. A beautiful woman who abandons good morals is like a fine gold ring. Dangling from a pig's snout, true lovers of God are filled with longings. For what is pleasing and good. But the wicked can only expect doom. Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. Let's read that one again. Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. People will curse the businessman with no ethics, but the one with social conscience receives praise from all. Living your life, seeking what is good for others, brings untold favor. But those who wish evil for others will find it coming back on them. Keep trusting in your riches and down you'll go. Keep trusting in your riches and down you'll go. 
but the lovers of God rise up like flowers in the spring. The fool who brings trouble to his own family will be cut out of the will, and the family's servant will do better than he, but a life lived loving God bears lasting fruit. For the one who is truly wise wins souls. If the righteous are barely saved, what's in store for all the wicked? It's like, congratulations, you made it into the sun. Now you are barely saved. It's like, all that. Yes. We got a long ways to go. But we'll make it to the top. We'll make it by the grace of God. By the Spirit and the Word. By the blood. By the Word of our testimony. Foot, these are the footnotes from Brian Simmons' Passion. Most Hebrew manuscripts have the one who pursues righteousness. Hey! That's what we said <laughs> without reading the footnotes. That's funny. Pursuing. Pursue. Righteousness. That's funny. Hey, the spirit knows footnotes. Amen. That's good. Right. Okay. Just get a couple of notes here. Those governed by selfishness and self-promotion whose hearts are unresponsive to God's truth and rather un embrace unrighteousness will experience the fullness of wrath. All right. This is from chapter 2. God's righteousness. So then, what is the importance of circumcision? And what advantage is there of being a Jew? Actually, there are numerous advantages. Most important, God distinguished the Jews from all other people by entrusting them with the revelation of his prophetic promises to fulfill prophecy see that God entrusted the Jews and distinguished them from all other people by entrusting them with the revelation of his prophetic promises Jesus said the prophecy was fulfilled in their hearing when he came and he entrusts the people the holy people of the new covenant, the chosen and the faithful ones, the righteous, the holy, and the elect, with the revelation of righteousness. Gospel of faith. But what if some were unfaithful to their divine calling? Does their unbelief weaken God's faithfulness? Absolutely not. God will always be proven faithful and true to his word while people are proven to be liars. This will fulfill what was written in the scriptures. 
your words will always be vindicated and you will rise victorious when you are being tried by your critics. But what if our wrong shows how right God is? Doesn't our bad serve the purpose of making God look good? Of course, I'm only speaking from a human viewpoint. Would that infer that God is unfair when he displays his anger against wrongdoing? Absolutely not, for if that were the case, how could God be the righteous judge of all the earth? So, if my lie brings into sharp contrast the brightness of God's truth, and if my lie accentuates his glory, then why should I be condemned as a sinner? Is it proper for us to sin just so we can be forgiven? May it never be, yet there are some who slander us and claim that is what we teach. They deserve to be condemning for even saying it. The gospel reveals God's righteousness. But now, independently of the law, the righteousness of God is tangible and brought to light through Jesus, the Anointed One. This is the righteousness that the scriptures prophesied would come. It is God's righteousness made visible through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. Winning people from all nations into a faithful commitment to Jesus Christ. The righteousness of God is tangible and brought to light through Jesus, the Anointed One. This is the righteousness that the scriptures prophesied would come. It is God's righteousness made visible through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, and now all who believe in him receive that gift. For there is really no difference between us, for we have all sinned and are in need of the glory of God. Yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away his righteousness. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us all because Jesus the Anointed One has liberated us from the guilt, punishment, and power of sin. He has liberated us from the guilt, from the punishment, or the consequence, and the power of sin. Amen. Jesus' destiny was to be the sacrifice. The righteousness. So we covered over the sins of those who lived prior to Jesus' sacrifice. And when the season of tolerance came to an end, there was only one possible way for God to give away his righteousness and still be true to both his justice and his mercy, to offer up his own son. So now because we stand on the faithfulness of Jesus, God declares us righteous in his eyes. Where then is there room for boasting? Do our works bring God's acceptance? No, not at all. It was not our works of keeping the law, but our faith in his finished work that makes us right with God. So our conclusion is this, God's wonderful declaration that we are righteous in his eyes can only come when we put our faith in Christ and not in keeping the law. Faith. That takes us 
from receiving life by faith to the power of living by faith, the ascension, the cosmic tree of righteousness, the tree of life, Jesus Christ. He is the way. is so good. Oh yeah, this one. Work hard at your job and you'll have what you need. Following a get-rich-quick scheme is nothing but a fantasy. The white sun versus the black sun. The cravings of the wicked are only for what is evil, but righteousness is the core motivation for the lovers of God, and it keeps them content and flurrying. Flourishing. Flurrying. Hi, <laughs> Korea. Abundant life is discovered by walking in righteousness, but holding on to your anger leads to death. And this is in Proverbs 11, 12. And honestly, if you want to do some homework this week, Proverbs 11 through 14 in the Passion. You can write that in your notes. Proverbs 11. Chapter 11 through chapter 14. In the Passion Translation, you can read that online on your notebook, Takarta app, the Bible app, or you can watch it. We have the recording on our YouTube channel in Red Letter Ministries. You can just go watch the Proverbs in that playlist. Red Letter Ministries YouTube, and then you can just go through and watch it on there. And that has music set to it, so that's really nice. Here it is. Righteousness is like a shield of protection, guarding those who keep their integrity, but sin is a downfall of the wicked. The benevolent man leaves an inheritance that endures to his children's children, but the wealth of the wicked is treasured up for the righteous. For the wisdom of the wise will keep life on the right track, while the fool only deceives himself and f refuses to face reality. That's good. 
all of these scriptures here, Romans, Proverbs, with this understanding of what we've gone through today and in this series of training in righteousness, we'll unlock the entire Bible for you. So when you go into the Word, now experience the fountain of righteousness, the many fountains of wisdom. You have the picture, the Holy Spirit, download in the blueprint, how to rise in the river, fruits in keeping with repentance, Moses and Elijah on the mountain of transfiguration. nation is exalted by the righteousness of its people. A wise and faithful servant receives promotion from the king. Thank you, Lord, for those bone marrow surgery angels. Whether you feel it now or later tonight when you go to sleep, there be grace upon grace upon you. To be transfigured by the renewing of your mind to the word of God now open to you in a greater dimension, in greater dimensions and realms in the narrow way of truth through the sheep gate of Jesus Christ within you, within your spirit. Be made new by every revelation given to you, that is, the mind renewed to the teaching of righteousness, to open up that fountain within, the floods, the springs, the fountains of the deep, the fountains of righteousness and wisdom within the bowels of the earthen vessel, which is you, and the rains, the waters, the Nile blood stream, The water turned to blood at the staff of Moses. Now the staff of Moses touching the Nile bloodstream, turning it to transfigured blood. Glory, Shekinah, splendor, light, lightning through the bone and marrow, the sword, the word of God, dividing between the source of your blood produced in your body to be physically changed at a DNA, cellular, and spiritual level because it is the will of God to raise up a generation, a righteous generation, a generation of Enoch, a generation that will be like Moses, go up the mountain and be made holy with a glowing face, the spirit of Elijah, the whirlwind of fire catching you up into the heavens in the chariot of fire. The transfiguration of Jesus Christ. Through the pathway of lightnings, the luminaries, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Who serve the Lord of hosts. Not by might, not by power, but by the Holy 
Spirit of God. And in regard to the lightnings, I saw how some of the stars arise and become lightnings and cannot part with their new form. In Jesus' name. Let's have you look at this again. For your activation. Let it go into your eyes. Eyes of your understanding and your heart. And your spirit be illuminated by the seven spirits of God and the candlestick of the Lord. And the seven angels. And the seven heavens. Thank you, Lord. He's doing a great work in you. And just a little bit of education here. We'll have just a little bit of fun since this is kindergarten. We're talking about stuff that's... It sounds advanced to us now. But realistically, we're very young. So, you know, for your brain, since your brain wants to learn good, we'll just go ahead and do a little bit of our astronomy class while we're here. Planets. Well, oh yes. <laughs> Do we rely on our brain for the information given in front of us? Or is there an invisible substance coming through this broadcast into your spirit through your bone marrow right now? Which one do you treasure more? Very cool, very cool, Venus. Earth. Wow, Earth. Mars, so much red. Jupiter. King Gold Mine Pyramid Planetary Powers Wealth and Teleportation. Wait, what? Saturn, also known as the Evil Planet. Just kidding, God made Saturn and it was good. Hallelujah. Uranus, everyone's favorite planet. And Neptune, is there water or diamonds there? Scientists still say it's rain and diamonds. Amen. Be blessed with fresh transfiguration grace. Let there be nothing stopping you from rising this season. We command all the forces of darkness to come away from you and your family now at the sound of my voice. Let the hosts of heaven and the glory Shekinah fire rain down on your dwelling place. Let the fire be so stoked in you tonight that it burns like a canopy of fire above your house and your entire neighborhood. Let your spirit hunger be made aware to your mind that you'll be hungry and thirsty for righteousness and you'll seek it and you will be filled. Let the blessing of Psalm 91, the secret place, be upon you and your family. Let every word, curse, and witchcraft prayer come off of you 
and your loved ones in Jesus' name. Let the very air through your homes, your cars, your workplaces, and everywhere you go with a 50-mile radius be flooded with living waters and fire. Let faith arise. Let the people begin to decree the word of God and pray daily. Let your head never lack fresh oil. And I speak to the righteous, the holy, and the elect, and those who will rise, those who are called, those who are chosen, and those who desire to rise, grace to you to come up higher and be loosed from every bondage and every sin and all pride and lust and perversion come off of you. Let fire go through your entire dream life. That your dreams will be sweet. That your days will be peaceful. That your homes will be full of the manifested glory and the presence of God, the anointing of His presence. You are called. You are anointed with His presence. Be a carrier of His presence. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Amen. You'd like to give? You can scan the QR code. Be blessed as you sow into this ministry and into the training of righteousness, wisdom, and revelation in the presence of God. May all your generous donations come back to you seven times over in many ways that this ministry would increase and that the more you give, the more will be given back to you by the God that we serve, the God, Father of lights, Father of spirits within your spirit. Amen.